Welcome to the Marketing Society Sustainability Squad podcast, leading the conversation on ESG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Society Sustainability Squad podcast series, leading the conversation on ESG. My name is Abdurrahim, and I'm your host for today. Hosted out of the UAE, the podcast was designed to bring together a group of members to help drive change around ESG helping to curate high-quality content in the UAE's year of sustainability. We want to educate and inspire the Marcoms community to drive change around ESG and sustainability. We also want to put the Marketing Society at the heart of the sustainability conversation for marketeers in the build-up to COP28 and truly lead the conversation for the industry. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dan Dimmock, and we shall be diving into perspectives from brands being purpose-led and the creative industry. Dan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for making time. Dan is actually a cultural and institutional brand architect, an impact strategist, fractional CBO, advisor and educator. Best known for his work as a consultant, Dan has been championing purpose-driven brand development as a vehicle for change over the last two decades and has built a career helping public and private sectors leaders improve self-awareness and empower organizational transformation through brand clarity, higher purpose, and measurable impacts. In 2015, Dan co-founded First Water Advisory, a specialist strategy and execution consultancy focused on building sustainable brands in underserved markets. Before establishing First Water, Dan led teams for two of the world's leading consultancies, Fitch and Future Brand, where he held key leadership positions across the Middle East and Asia-Pacific regions. Dan is also the creator of the Brand Clarity Assessment Effectiveness Framework and the Sustainable Brand Model Canvas. Furthermore, regularly commenting on issues shaping business and brand, his perspectives have been featured in Arabian Business, Branding Strategy Insider, CNN, Fast Company, The Financial Times, and The New York Times. He's an outside lecturer at Middlesex University's Institute for Sustainable Development, Strathclyde Business Schools, and other forums. He also serves as a business subject matter expert to business accelerator programs and advisory to board members to impact driven startups. Dan, a great title and very, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, many perspectives you'll be able to share around being purpose-led. So thank you for making the time today. Pleasure, pleasure. Dan, you have a very unique view as we've talked about this for a while around brand and the function of brands. So enlighten us. Um, well, not sure it's unique, uh, but it is a perspective that's born from uh, a genuine passion for wanting to understand how brands are defined, measured and, and managed, as well as the role that brands play in helping leaders broaden their understanding of value, particularly as we go into value-based economies, and in helping people ultimately make better, more informed decisions. And I'll give some, put some context and some clarity um, around that, which is that every day, as human beings, we make decisions everyday decisions about the brands that we invite into our lives. They inform our choice of toothpaste, they ensure the clothes we wear, the car we drive, or in fact the brands that we don't want to engage with. Now, that's really powerful stuff. And when you times that level of power around conscious consumerism and the influence that it has on people making everyday, the right everyday decisions, when a brand is powered by higher authority, a higher purpose or reason for being, then Brands can have the power to influence those decisions, which in turn influence the world around us. We'll we'll make better, more informed decisions uh, that are guided by those brands. Now, given its genus and gravitas, when brand is dealt with as a function or a utility of marketing, it's my belief that, that sustainability is potentially held hostage. 
right? Now, if you compare, a, v- a very simple comparison here is if you compare the world's top 10 media spenders against the top 10 worst polluting companies and corporations in the world through single-use plastic, it's one example, you'll see a clear connection between the two, right? What this does is it highlights the reality perception gap. So you ask me my perspective on, on brand is, is that I see brand as beyond perception and that brand has the key to actually influence reality into the world and, and through measurable outcomes. And brands that bridge the gap basically are delivering on the promise that they put into the world uh, to make the world a better place, right? And a company is fully and passionately committed to sustainability. When the companies are fully and passionately committed to sustainability, they strike a balance between shareholder return and the expectations from a commercial benefit of the company, profit, and societal impact, purpose, right? Brands that don't, brands that talk but don't do the walk, they're purpose washing, okay? And generally that is signaled by reactive marketing activity, promotional um, inconsistencies, and basically reputation crisis is imminent for those organizations. So effectively what you're trying to say and summarizing some of what you've really walked us through in great detail is it needs to be a function of the organization, not a function of marketing, if you're going to go behind purpose. I would I'd go a little bit further than that and say it's, brand is a leadership imperative because brand, um, if you think about the stakeholders that are engaged with by an organization, it's not just the consumers. It's employees, yeah. R&D departments, innovation departments. It could be sales, finance, marketing. Every one of those departments and operations within an organization is effectively communicating with somebody on the outside world in one way or another. The business itself has an impact on people that don't necessarily buy the product. So this is, this is really important stuff. So if brand is seen as a leadership imperative, it can help leadership broaden their understanding of value and brand value creation um, in, in effect can be effectively uh, implemented across the entire organization where marketing typically is seen as a promotional operation in order to boost the awareness and profile and increase sales and growth. It's funny you mentioned the word growth because we pick up on something we talked about in the last podcast, which is we've seen a shift in the industry and, you know, effectively marketing was thought of being a driving growth for businesses. But Forbes mentioned this as well, which is the tr- biggest transformation we've seen in this industry is moving away from just being growth focused and being purpose and values focused. So in your in your humble experience, how do you see that shift manifest in a marketing function? Because you're talking about marketing and brand and that living at the leadership level. So effectively, I mean, we've had these conversations before where we talk about marketing having a seat on the executive table. Many marketeers face that challenge of getting that seat in the first place. But is it the role of a marketeer or a brand CBO, as you mentioned before, to navigate the business towards better purpose? I think we just need to sort of think back a bit there. I think, you, you, like you say, you're just quoting the, the Forbes study. And it was a, another recent Forbes study which asked a number of CMOs around what their, their, their role and responsibility was. And I was alarmed. I can't remember the number, but I was alarmed by the, the amount of CMOs who believe that they're there for growth potential. Now, that raises an even bigger question because if CMOs believe that at that particular time, then what were the CEOs thinking, right? So um, it's pretty much go out there and sell, Yeah. right? So that connection between perception and reality and the overall uh, link between value and understanding truly how, how, how an organization creates value, uh, particularly in the wider ecosystem, becomes absolutely you know, vital and important to that. 
I think marketing and CMOs certainly serve a role and purpose. In fact, you see many CMOs having you know, the responsibilities of the brand from a governance and management perspective within part of their mandate. But as we've seen with many sort of renowned brands uh, that we are praising on a regular basis, uh, particularly in the United States and in Europe, you do now encounter the chief brand officer. Yeah. And a chief brand officer is there to ensure that the continuity of the philosophy and the leadership ideals of, of that organization are effectively cascaded and implemented into that, into that business, of which, like I say, marketing is, is part of that. Now, there's a hierarchical debate about who reports into what and where, but obviously you can't get out into the world without clear, you know, clear marketing. If that CBO and obviously with sustainability and a, and a purpose-driven hat is, is, is championing that charge, then you'd be hoped to see um, some effective levels of um, implementation. So as you've been helping brands become more self-aware around purpose and serving that higher purpose which you just talked about, in your view, what does it mean to be a purpose-driven organization? That's, that's a great question. The quick, slightly utopian answer <laughs> to that is, is clarity. You know, I, I think the purpose-driven organization is, is, is one that, that has established a great sense of brand clarity. Now, when you think about just going back a couple of steps of what I was saying in terms of how I see brand connecting with all stakeholders within an organization in order to drive consistency and continuity of purpose and philosophy and message, then you might argue, we could probably argue that, that, that brand clarity is in fact absolute clarity. So that an organization that has clarity across all its stakeholders around what it's there to do and how it does it, I think is truly what is the, the essence of a purpose-driven organization. But like I said, that's a utopian, slightly utopian answer because most organizations are highly complex and incredibly complicated. So first off, if you're a purpose-driven organization, you have to have a higher purpose, right? So if you're a purpose-driven organization, there has to be a point of reference, there has to be a North Star, as BCG would call it, right? Yeah. There's something that, that, that really is clearly understood and, and, and a reason for being that's beyond the economics and the commercial gain of that business, right? Purpose, I believe, provides the context between a mission of an organization and a vision. Okay, and so clarity of purpose helps to really, if you're there to deliver a solution, which is what you're there to do, then purpose provides that why element to, okay, why are we doing this? And then you start to build what's, you know, the anatomy of a strategy, right? The what, the why, and the where are we going, right? You can start to put those measures and effectiveness um, elements into that. And I think that that really is the, the context driver um, that helps us to do, you know, connect to all those dots. When you know what you do and where you're going in terms of your mission and your, your vision and your purpose gives clarity and context to doing that, the articulation and the manifestation of your purpose within the organization helps you to get there. And it keeps you focused. It keeps the organization focused. It means you're, you're able to navigate very difficult, challenging times as a business by staying true to those key elements that, that really define you and define your philosophy as a business. And... Many different organizations articulate that in a, in a different way. So some organizations are focused on being a great company. Yeah. Other organizations take a more, a more moral steer yeah. um, towards what they're looking to accomplish. And then some organizations, particularly large, um, large conglomerate, diverse portfolio-based businesses, look to connect with people on, on, on a sense of values and, and trying to get alignment around we're a values-based business and we connect with you on, on, that, on, that, on that meaningful level of like-mindedness. Once you've uh, uncovered a purpose with legs that is actionable and is uh, accountable, and that's you go through that process to do that, that's clearly aligned with your philosophy as a leader or philosophy as a business, your purpose needs to be embedded into strategy. So once you've got the higher purpose, you need a purpose-led strategy, yep. and that's a plural. So purpose-led strategies, I think, is probably the right answer to that, <laughs> um, of which brand strategies is obviously one of those work streams and how you bring that to life. And to stay connected, you, know, you also, like I said, you have to also connect with your talent 
future talent and employees. So therefore, how do you connect your purpose on a deeper level with these people? And so you start to see brands shifting away from what was once marketing comms messages around extrinsic motivations and extrinsic values like wealth, status, speed and power to more intrinsic sets of values around compassion and honesty and transparency and you know, uh, empathy and understanding. So we're starting to see a real shift in towards those sorts of things. It's quite funny you say that because I remember several years ago sitting with a brand and, and talking about exactly what you just said. So that really rings true at home because of the fact that we were talking in amongst agencies uh, around one table talking about what does it mean to be international? What does it mean to be the value of that brand at that time? And the shift of this brand particularly has been significant towards more a higher purpose. And so that really is something that I feel marketeers should take away is to actually say, if you have, and just to summarize some of what you said is, have a clear, defined value, higher purpose, and then define your mission and vision around that. And then effectively is having strategies formed around it. So it really helps me in my next question, which was, how do you navigate this as a business? But you've literally done that in a very summarized way. So that's... Yeah, I, um, I mean... What we've, what we've been doing with, with my consulting practice is look at the key pillars and principles and indicators. And the reason I say pillars, principles and indicators is that they serve as a different role at different stages in the development of a brand. So from a pillars and a strategic alignment perspective to principles to help inform behaviours through to indicators to help measure the impact of your brand. So to be a, back to your, the, the previous question about you know, to be a purpose-driven organisation, you have to be led by an actionable purpose. This requires, obviously, clarity around a strategy of, of, of how that's going to be embedded into the organization. And a good strategy, obviously, has got measures yeah. and reasons to believe and all of the other key elements in order to prove that to be true. KPIs. Abs well, yeah, <laughs> OKRs, KPIs. There's got to be a series of real impactful outcomes that, that tick both the, the business requirements, but also alongside something sort of um, uh, sustainability and impact measures, so like social that. and environmental things. But in order to do that, your communications, both internally and externally, have to be conscious, right? So think about that for a second, conscious communications, right? So this is, this is a style of communication that isn't selling for sales sake, it's actually being open and thoughtful around the fact that the message you put out today can have implications that can continue to, you know, for, for the time, inevitable time in the future. So you've got to be conscious in that. Intrinsically engaged uh, people, as I mentioned, empathetically connected customers, but also purpose-driven organizations are agile and they're responsive. Mm. Now, to be agile and responsive, you've brand as a measurable asset and tool within an organization has got to have management policies, investment, and it's got to be focused on and embedded into that organization and seen as being what we in the industry like say the most valuable asset. Well, it's absolutely true if, if that is, is key in place. What's also really important to say is that there's no one size fits all approach to building a purpose-driven organization. But there is one thing that's true of all purpose-driven organizations and that is the realization that in one way or another, every single business activity either creates or diminishes value. And that's really important. That, that, you know, that leads us into, into thinking about self-awareness. Right? Organizations need to be self-aware. They need to understand that actually the impact that they have on people may not necessarily be the person who bought the product. It could be somebody further down the supply chain that they haven't even considered or thought about. And that interrogation of the value chain becomes absolutely imperative in terms of helping to inform and grow lasting equity in association and to some extent survival in the future economy. Future-proofing. Future-proofing. So I'll take all the jargon that we have to include in a marketing podcast but I think the one I'd like to change personally I'm going to change is uh, 
is the one from KPIs to impactful outcomes. So my next slides will have impactful outcomes in case, in, instead of KPIs. Then we've achieved something brilliant today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is it really proactive from your side in, in, in terms of your consultancy practice? Is it you going to existing clients that you have and working with them proactively, navigating them towards a higher purpose? Or are brands more so coming to you and asking for this? That again is a, is a very, you know, is a very good, very good question. So we have a multidimensional consultancy offer where we have tools that have been created for small businesses and small enterprises. We've got leadership and advisory services that we can provide to um, the boards, to key decision makers. We've also got an extensive methodology which takes the brand transformation process and, and defines a series of activities, all that result in clear deliverables that brings us Bring that forward. We also focus quite a bit on education. So I'm very fortunate to have been uh, invited to speak at a number of business schools and universities and also contribute writing to, to some uh, key publications. So in a roundabout way to answer that question, we use some of these initiatives in order to educate and share our perspectives. Yeah. And then when clients come to us, we like to think that they've already got a good, decent sense of self-awareness and that they are looking at ways in which they can uncover uh, their purpose and then unleash it into the world through uh, effective uh, design, experience creation, uh, marketing communications and various other sorts. So we sort of tackle it in that way. But most, most of our clients will come to us with, for, for that particular reason, knowing that we, we, can, we can help them and support that. Uh, we also provide um, advisory support services in terms of connecting social environmental impacts to the outcome of that brand strategy as well. So, so, so that sort of thing. Dan, for example, if I'm a marketeer sitting in any organization right now and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, what's my first steps apart from going on your website and co clicking contact us? Where do we start this? Do we navigate our stakeholders first? Do I go to my CMO, my CBO, my CEO? Because I want it to be something tangible that marketeers at all levels of marketing can take away from this. What would you recommend to be your, your first step in this? Again, another great question. We, of course, get inquiries from marketeers at all levels who have been asked to find a partner who uh, has the right methodologies and values in order to help drive and grow a business. The, um, where possible, you know, we can't control every brief that, that comes to us, but where possible, we always go back and ask this fundamental question, which is, are leadership in alignment with the project that you're tendering for, that you're briefing? Okay, because if they're not, then unfortunately we're, we're, we're just unable to, to do that. It's a leadership brand creation, development, building is a leadership imperative. And, and so as part of our overall sort of philosophy and, and, and point of view around that, it becomes key. So that marketeer has, even the organization itself, has got to have allowed marketing the ability to influence leadership decisions. If, if not, and it's seen as a promotional out, out, you know, um, outcome, then, then unfortunately it's not. So get the license. Yeah, we, ha we, ha we have to, we can only really do these things when an initiative has been sponsored from the very top of an organization. Brilliant. And then on the spectrum, on, on a, a reverse end of that spectrum, many brands, I would say, are nervous of backlash being labeled as greenwashing and, you know, purpose washing as you referenced so for me when we're talking about cop 28 we're talking about commitments for for several years and commitments for this year and commitments for next year and longer term strategies 2030 2050 what i feel is that we shouldn't lack the passion or the willingness to take that first step on fear of 
you know, I was reading the other day talking about having, you know, crisis communications ready and being more ready for crisis communications because of back of COVID and many other things that could happen. But in that respect, to ask a question is, so what would you say to marketeers who fear the negative backlash and all the effort that will go into that? So in the same way that, you know, we want marketeers to have the sponsorship of, of, of the, you know, of, of leadership within their organization, in order to avoid any, well, in order to mitigate the, the likelihood of being tarnished as a purpose washer or green washer, whatever it may be, there has to be measurable outcomes, right? There has to be justification. You've got to, the promise and, and purpose that you're putting out into the world has got to be materialized, right? It's got to be made very real. So the best way to do that from a marketing perspective is if the initiative is being championed by marketing yeah. or if it's being championed by elsewhere in a business, then getting as many of your stakeholders who are part of that journey to becoming a better organization together and involved in the transformation or transition of your organization is absolutely vital. So I'll give you some examples. So many organizations are focusing currently on their sustainability vision yeah. in the lead up to COP, right? So COP is great, but it's also caused a number of uh, of slow slow movers to really start upping the game and thinking about it. So lots of appointments of, of, of either sustainability leaders or the, the mandates being, you know, added to, to someone else within the organization, usually communications. Now, whether that comes from there, it comes from somewhere else, or marketing the influence of data has come back and said, look, guys, we've got a real problem here. We need to start doing something. It's got to connect. You've got to bring key stakeholders. So I guess the argument is that it doesn't matter whether marketing's leading the charge or sustainability is leading the charge or HR are leading the charge, but there has to be some cohesion against all of the different operations of the business. Then when marketing is putting that message out there and it's got support and sponsorship from leadership, but it's also bottom up, top down, inside out, outside in, then the chances of being tarnished with, as a greenwasher is, are, are mitigated. So it's about taking action and getting that license, having, you know, impactful outcomes ready, having the, the buy-in from the business or your, your, all functions of your business effectively and then navigating this in the right way. And actually this leads quite nicely to another concept which in your publications you mentioned is about sustainability gives organizations more opportunities to be more creative. And I think that's a lovely quote. And so can you elaborate on that for us a little bit? Yeah, no, absolutely. So in different markets, different industries, some industries are embracing sustainability. Um, some are being forced to embrace sustainability, right? And there's lots of, there's a real mindset shift and transition and change, particularly in developing markets. Yep. And what this, what this comes down to is, is, I guess you can exist on two planes, right? You can either be focused on short-term results, which means you're, you're, all you're doing is, is adhering to the pressures of sustainability as, as a license to operate. Right? So your business would be characterized as just fulfilling your legal requirements. There'll be a very limited PR effort in order to do that. Right Now, when you start embedding sustainability and, and thought processes or the, the notion of sustainability into your organization, and then you start, and it begins with purpose, obviously, you can use your purpose and use sustainability as a lens to improve the experience that people have. And when you start thinking like that, you're innovating. So, for example, you may, you may be a, a bank, for example, you may have, um, you may have a, a consumer app and you may be wondering why there's a big drop in, in the usage of the app or the engagement of the app. Start to look through the lens of sustainability, engaging with your stakeholders, getting those insights and start looking at the elements and functions of that app. And once you do that and start using your brand as a lens in order to innovate, you'll find new ways in which to bring that experience to life. Into the, and that's just, one, that's just one example. You're also seeing 
uh, when you embrace sustainability and you're in changing industries, for example, energy being one, mm. then sustainability gives you an opportunity to look at your entire value chain. It looks at the entire processes that you go through and, and, and helps you to position yourself and, like I said, you mentioned earlier, future-proof. So sustainability really is a great innovator and enabler to do that. Um, it can provide the source for new products, it, the portfolio shifts to long-term visibility, and it also is, correlates to a shift in internal performance measurement and continuous improvement and, and making yourself a better, a better place. So you shift, many businesses are in that kind of short-term results focus, so are just ticking the boxes to adhere to regulation. And then others that have really embedded sustainability into it are looking at the long-term performance. They put sustainability at the core of their operations and you know, they're using sustainability-driven innovation and uh, meeting the demand uh, and, and increasing demand for sustainability as a prerequisite to being in business. It's interesting because like the car industry, I'm seeing a lot more electronically powered vehicles and moving away from, you know, oil based. So basically what we're saying is when you look at industries, some are being forced. When you look at other industries, brands can get very creative around this. So actually, how have you felt the industry has handled the ESG topic over the last few years? Well, I want to just re-emphasize what I was just saying about long-term performance, right? Sustainability-driven innovation, all offerings aimed at meeting the demands of sustainability, uh, access to niche markets, uh, extension markets, creating new sub-markets within you know, the automobile industry, for example, right? This is because of the sustainability and increased consumer consciousness, right? And increased accountability and, and responsibility in terms of where you invest, where you spend your money and you spend your time and your resources. So that, that becomes really, really important. In terms of ESG, well, ESG is really vital and really important. And obviously increases in disclosure become you know, absolutely vital and important. But those are, um, and the rise of ESG is, is simply extending that license to operate. Yeah. Right? If you think about the brands that really are coming out of nowhere and really having a significant impact and change on our daily lives, these are businesses that aren't just responding to the need and regulation of disclosure. These are businesses that have embedded sustainability into their very, very business, into the very business models in which they operate. So, for example, if you deep dive into any one of those businesses and they exist in automobiles, clothing, apparel, yeah, you name it, service offerings, technology, everyday technology, they are driven, each of those businesses are driven by a purpose, a clear and compelling purpose that everyone in that organization knows uh, and understands and brings to life on a daily basis through customer experience, but also through the products and services that come to market. Before we were recording, you told me about how your daughter always tells you to look sideways. So now we, we talk about internal stakeholders and navigating around a higher purpose. But when you talk about your media agency, your creative agency, how would you reflect around, is it partly their responsibility to, to navigate you as a brand, as a client towards this? Or is it for the brand to come together, define a higher purpose and then go out to these agencies? Or does it happen simultaneously? I think um, there's, a, there's a slight issue in that there appears to be a, an invisible line of distinction between agencies and clients, <laughs> right? Um, and I think the most effective agencies are the ones that seamlessly yep. connect with their clients in the best possible ways. They understand them inside and out. And actually the best relationships are where the clients actually understand their agencies inside and out. And many agencies also have a responsibility in their own industries to, to move forward and progress and to advance thinking. Any agency that, that, that's not doing that, particularly when you think about how important the you know, brand is in, in informing our everyday decisions, is kind of irresponsible in, in my book. 
But I think it comes down to this, this very simple notion, which is the business of business is no longer just business, hmm. right? The business of business is also society. What this means, and this is the tongue twister, what this means is that the branding of a business has to be done responsibly and the business of branding has to become more accountable. Okay, think about that for a second. So in answer to your question, I absolutely fundamentally think that if you are in the business of branding other businesses and knowing how important business is to solving not just everyday dilemmas and challenges that we have as consumers, but actually a greater need as humankind, then absolutely, I think every business, whatever industry you're in, should be becoming more accountable because you are influencing people that don't necessarily pay the bills, but you are, um, you are championing uh, a cause. And again, if, if you're an agency and you're talking about change and purpose, but you're not implementing it or driving that forward in your own business, then I'm afraid you're, you're purpose washing. So yeah, Dan, I think that really drives home a couple of points that we've discussed today. One is branding to be more accountable. That goes into something that we discussed earlier, which was about impactful outcomes. And then looking at effectively brands singing from the same hymn sheet, actually businesses singing from the same hymn sheet, whichever function of the business you are, having that clarity at the top around what your higher purpose is and bringing all your stakeholders together, which I think gives a good summary of what we've discussed today. Do you think I've, I've covered it? I think, I think you have. I think the, you know, a, passing, a passing comment is, particularly when we talk about the agency and the marketing and comms um, agency landscape, is that for the last... 15 years, we've been talking about data yeah. and how we utilize data for insight purposes. Data also means, and the availability and abundance of data means that we can pretty much measure anything. Now, we're in, a, you know, we're in a, a highly accountable world from a commercial and business perspective that if agencies are to really take that investment that they put in, into data in terms of capturing data in order to target their communications and messages, that actually therein lies a solution to making yourself more accountable by using that data to measure the, the effective performance and the impact of your work. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about number of impressions, um, how many readers you've got or anything along, along those the, the very topical lines. I'm talking about ways in which you can connect the impact of your work to changes in behavior that leads to material results and outcome. And I think that's, that's really exciting. Uh, and I think that's really where I think the, you know, is, is very exciting. And obviously with all the hype around AI at the moment, there's a bit of a fear, fear mongering going on with particularly the creative industries and what the implications of that. I'm really excited about what AI is going to bring for us from a, from a data perspective, enhanced data collection, as long as the data sources are, that are used are, you know, ethically sourced but and, and obviously accurate, then our ability to innovate using AI, public engagement tools, yeah. uh, visual platforms um, or virtual platforms for collaboration, the list goes on. And I think that's, that's I'm very excited about how data is going to, to be able to, to be used to, to really elevate the importance of accountability within the marketing and comms industries. Dan, thank you very much for your time today. I can't leave without asking you the question we want to ask all our valued guests is, what would be your top three practical advice for marketers to make a difference this year? Okay, so the first one is brand clarity, right? So understanding who you are, what you stand for, what, you know, how, and, and, and also how you're effectively communicating and working as a business and what, what impact are you having right now, the status quo for that. 
and, and, and being true to yourselves and really looking at that. And, mm-hmm. and, and that helps to develop a sense of self-awareness as a business or as a leader. The second thing is obviously purpose, having a higher purpose that helps to really unite and bring all key stakeholders together that is around a common, uh, common uh, set of uh, principles and, and ideals that can really inspire people, drive business and innovate that business. And the last piece there is impact and becoming more measurable and not looking at the, the, normal, the normal metrics that we use to measure campaign effectiveness or communications, yep. but going a little bit deeper and really helping clients and businesses to report on marketing in their sustainability reports. I think that's a, an inclusion which is missing. And I think uh, that's something I would like to start seeing is, is particularly in, in sustainability reports, how ethics and principles are brought into the communications of businesses. And I think, yeah, so impact. So brand clarity, purpose, and impact. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for your time today. It's been a great pleasure speaking to you. I hope to be able to invite you back to another one of these because there's a lot more we could go into. Please feel free to carry on the conversation on social. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Please get in touch if you'd like to know more about the squad and our planned activity. Join us next time for the next episode where we will hear from another leading marketing expert around marketing in ESG and we'll be getting perspectives from the media industry. Thank you very much. Marketing Society Sustainability Squad podcast, leading the conversation on ESG.